Welcome to the Lila Life Show. This is your host, Linda Andrews, and thank you so much for tuning in. With any episode that we have, whether it's a solo cast or a guest expert interview, my intention is for you to be able to anchor into yourself, to ground into yourself, and to explore, whether that's a new concept, an idea, whether something's intuitive in you going off, or there's just something that you hadn't thought of in a different way before. I hope you get to explore curiously, to sense make, and to activate something in yourself that you hadn't had activated. Enjoy today's show. As always, please like, share, subscribe, do the thing, and we hope to help support you consciously up-leveling in your life and business, the Leela way. Welcome to the Leela Life Show. I'm your host, Linda Andrews. I have amazing Lee Davey with us today. Welcome to the show, Lee. Thank you so much, Linda. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm excited for what we're going to explore, and I want to set us up with a little diving off point of your bio. Lee, for those of you who don't know, is an inspirational author, speaker, retreat host, breathwork specialist, which we have a special offer for you at the end, and leader in global health. Lee has worked with clients one-on-one and with groups from all over the world for the past 20 years, co-founder and visionary of Origin Media, Coherence Newsletter, Breathwork Atrium, author of Light, and has given birth to the Freedom Method, leveraging a long, lifelong quest for truth and true freedom, some of my favorite topics, which we will definitely be speaking about. Mm-hmm. Through self-discovery and personal growth, he has spent over three decades gathering tools and learning from leaders, shamans, plant medicines, science, the quantum realm, breath, mother earth, masters of meditation, movement, energy healing, breathwork, stillness, which you could have your deep breath now, and other forms of self-mastery. Lee shares his voice, story, journey, passion, and compassion to support others in their journey should they ask for support, which is very important as we talk about personal responsibility to fully Mm -hmm. activate, understand, and embody their highest selves beyond perception of the senses. His freedom method is a five-step bridge to reawaken the inquisitive, playful spirit of self-discovery, and consciousness within you through opening to new possibilities, creating disciplined practice embodiment, honor, integrity, and radical self-responsibility. Can you all feel the medicine in that intro? Again, welcome, Lee, and thank you so much for your work. Mm, Thank you so much. And as I said, I'm super honored to be here. And despite all of that, I'm still learning and processing and doing my best to integrate every single day. You know, I don't think that ends right. And I think that just means you're doing it, quote unquote, right, whatever that means. And in a day where we look out in the world with whichever new update we could find in whatever little miracle piece of the earth we could point to, it seems like that's always the work. So that's cool to hear because I'm doing that same Mm -hmm. work too. It may look a little different every day than you. And, you know, I hope our listeners, they're doing their work too. Uh, So this journey is robust that you've been on. I'm curious if you could take us to the beginning of some of the start and how you found these, which I'm assuming are passions. They may not be, but how did you come into this work? What was that journey like for you? You know, honestly, it, it, started when I didn't know it was a journey you know it started back when I was 13 14 years old and just you know had anxiety was was a and to a large degree sometimes still am a, a people pleaser and was always worried about you know if, if I do this then what are they going to say or you know if I show up this way you know and, and so that just built this this anxiety inside of me and and you know to the point where I had panic attacks and, you know, and, and self a little bit later on the, the 13, 14 started to self-medicate with, you know, alcohol and drugs and, and different things like that. But that was the first time I remember just asking questions like, who, why do I feel like this? Who am I? You know, where, where is the actual truth? And I imagine that there is a little spark within me that remembered that how I was feeling and what I was being told and taught and perceived through my senses wasn't truth you know and and I actually remember there was a there was a 12-week body uh transformation challenge called body for life 
Okay. And uh, the author, the coach was Bill Phillips. And I wrote this guy at, at like 13 years old. And the summary of the letter was something to the, to the effect that, you know, I've, the, the challenge is cool. Um, but it's more than that. I've got this fire inside to do more, to be more, to help people. Like, I don't know what it is. You seem like you've got it figured out. Maybe you can take me under your wing, give me a job. You know, that was the first time I remember wow. really being like, like, who am I? What is this? Like, can somebody help me with this? <laughs> um, and, you know, ever since that time, it's been, you know, kind of taking little steps and finding the the tools and the practices that have helped me to feel more comfortable in my own skin, you know, from working out and detoxification and supplementation and nootropics to now things like breath work and understanding neuroscience and going into plant medicines. And um, now I'm really, um, I mentioned the learning from the outset and still learning. I imagine I'm, I'm really deepening into um, my emotional intelligence and my ability to actually communicate those emotions, which has been this this entire month has been of October has been really, really challenging and, and such a blessing at the same mm -hmm. time. Yeah, it's just like I just feel bad. Doesn't that isn't that enough? It's like there's so yeah. much more. Come on. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing. And if you remember, you know, at 13, 14, at that age, was it a feeling of curiosity? Was it a feeling of there's something wrong? Like what what was that inner stirring if you can remember? I and I imagine at the time it was just something's not right. Everybody else seems like they're happy, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. Um and so why why are they happy and why am I not happy? <laughs> you know, and, and um, that's really began my journey. And, and, you know, as I alluded to earlier, I imagine there was, there was something within me that knew that there was more than, than, you know, what I was perceiving or what I was being taught or how I was feeling, you know, and, and now being able to look back so many years later, I realized that that, you know, it, it has been a part of my journey to really, you know, bring, all of these pieces of, of my puzzle together, all of these tools together so that I can, you know, think and feel and uh, embody to the best of my ability as, as much peace and health and energy and, um, and awareness as, as I'm capable of in, in this moment. And hopefully that yeah. continues. To <laughs> that the, the comment of something's not right here, it may not be the exact quote, but it was something of that, something's not right here. How has your relationship with that feeling or that thought changed as you've been on the journey? It's, you know, I tend to, like, I, I really over-intellectualize things, mm -hmm. and then I do my best to simplify them. And mm -hmm. my simplification of that would be essentially would come down to feelings of un unworthiness, mm. you know? And, and um, I imagine that that stems from this lifetime and, and many, probably many other lifetimes. Um, and, you know, so through the, through the work that I've, I've done on myself, um, I feel like I've started to, come to terms with that and realize mm -hmm. that, oh, wait a minute, I am like, I'm here. I was chosen to be here or I chose to be here depending on your perspective. So I am worthy, you know? And, and um, that's one thing that I would invite any of the listeners to to come to, you know, if, if you're able to get to that point, like you are so worthy. We are so worthy of optimal health of increased energy of a clear focused mind of abundance of love and money and you know all the things that this life has to offer thank you for that answer it's such a beautiful answer and i feel that deeply the i am worthy medicine was coming up this morning in my journals so i am personally receiving that and uh why i'm laughing a little is 
when I was asking the question about like your relationship with something's not right or something's wrong here, I'm asking that from a place where I will look around the world and just be like, something's not right here. And I feel that truly every day. And sometimes it can be more all encompassing than others. And so when I was asking that question with that frame and then your answer gets to, I am worthy. And it's the same answer. It's the same answer. (laughs) And so I'm just like, oh man, I want this like profound thing about all the things that are wrong with the world. And the answer is I am worthy. And like, Mm. that's the instant reorientation to it all. So I don't know if you realize what was happening, but I just wanted to share that's what was happening on my end. And it was perfect. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. And I mean, we couldn't make this stuff up, right? Like that's, no. I'm, I'm always something, uh, um, Bob Proctor, uh, a mentor of mine used to always say is I'm always amazed, but I'm never surprised anymore. And I just, I love that because it's true. Like I'm, I'm amazed that, you know, we're, we, we have that connection right out of the gate and, and that we're able to kind of be that reflection for each other. And yet I'm, not really surprised anymore because that happens. Like, so of course, of course it would be. Yeah. Uh, so truth, truth and freedom, truth, freedom, and radical responsibility. These are three things that I don't know. I, I like to explore a lot of different things. The pillars of Lila life are prosperity, well-being, and consciousness. And you can't help but explore those without truth, freedom, and personal responsibility. I'm curious Mm. for you. I just want to like spend some time in those three things. What truth means to you, what freedom means to you, what personal responsibility means to you. Question one, I'm going to stack questions, the big podcasting (laughs) no-no. And uh, the second layer I'd love to explore is how those came through in your work, through your own practices, how that shows through in the practices that you share with others. So what those three things mean to you and then how you came into the experience and integration of them and how the, how you share that work with others. And I'll, I'll help guide those. So everyone buckle up because I think this is going to be some of the meat and potatoes here, but truth, freedom, and uh, radical or personal. And maybe that's a big difference to distinguish radical versus personal, radical self-responsibility versus personal responsibility if, if you see anything in there to unpack. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful questions. Um, I love, I love the depth already. Um, so I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I love, I love to go there. So, um, the the truth I imagine is, it's not based on our perceptions. Mm-hmm. Truth is is what is, you know, and and. and again, especially this, this past month, there's been such a reflection for me of personal perspectives, what I, what I like to call the imagination, right. And, mm-hmm. you know, and to be able to communicate that from a space of ownership is, you know, like the example is I, I notice um, your backgrounds. I imagine that, um, that it's because you're very studious and that makes me feel excited, right? So I can actually own my my feelings and my imagination without like projection or without kind of blaming or being a victim to mm-hmm. what's what's happening in my life, right? And if if we can do that, this is kind of a I'll come back around to the the truth component, but um, I imagine if we can do that with full ownership and how we communicate, it opens the space for us to actually go deeper and and get to the the layers of emotionality that maybe we've not been able to deal with, right? And and allow healing to to take place. But if if we're not taking that ownership, then it's my perspective, it's my projection, it's my imagination of what your truth is right of what of how you're showing up in my life how can i know what your intentions are how can i know what your truth is right and so i imagine that there's like if we're just talking about two people there's one perspective and one truth there's the other perspective and the other truth or the lens with which we 
we see reality. And then there's what is. There's the actual truth, right? And it's not based on our perspectives. It's not based on our imaginations. Um, freedom is really in how we're able to show up. And, and I, I really envision or imagine a, a, a world in which we're able to show up fully, you know, without masks, without hesitation, without trying to fit into societal roles or expectations without expecting anything in return, you know, kind of this place of, of detachment, mm -hmm. right. And being able to take ownership. And this is where the radical responsibility comes in, take radical responsibility for all of our own stuff, for all of our own thoughts, feelings, and actions. Right. And to be able to express or essentially like set up our no trespassing signs, right. Mm -hmm. to, to be able to express our boundaries and say, mm -hmm. you know, actually, you know, your, your actions right now are making me feel angry and they're actually starting to cause me harm. You're, you're actually beginning to trespass on, on my property and whether that's my body or my land or my family or anything like that. But if we're not able to express that, then that it, it's almost like by default, we end up in the legal jurisdiction. And this can go like we can we can go as far down that road or not. But um, essentially, the radical responsibility and ownership and clear communication about what truth is and, and about what our actual boundaries are, setting up our no trespassing signs, I imagine will lead us into total freedom and fulfillment on every level, in every area of our life, in how we show up, in taking ownership of our property, right? And that radical self-responsibility is to be able to lovingly reflect back to each other in, in this clear communication and ownership when we're starting to to trespass, you know, or, or cross each other's boundaries, right? And and I I emphasize lovingly because without that loving communication, it's again the the name and blame game, and it's you know um, it's it's playing the victim rather than saying, hey, you know what? Maybe you're not aware of this, um, but this first of all, are you are you open to to hearing some feedback or hearing some communication around what I'm experiencing and and how I'm experiencing you show up? To me, that's that's a loving way to to reflect rather than saying, "You're this," and like it's like, oh, okay. First of all, I didn't ask for that. <laughs> Secondly, I didn't give you permission to share. And thirdly, now you're saying what you're imagining based on your lens of perception. So that was that was kind of a long, long-winded answer, but no, I, I asked a lot a long-winded answer for a long-winded question. The um the one of the points that you made about the no trespassing but then when you go to say like you did this you did this in a way that's trespassing as well I, I love the visual of the no trespassing to begin with that feels very clear and easy to understand especially I feel like for people that are just getting started setting their boundaries don't even understand where the boundaries need to be that no trespassing sign I I don't I've never heard that I, it feels like so obvious why why hasn't that been said before I love this moment you know but uh for you in in people and when you're doing the work that you're doing and people are needing to start setting boundaries what do you guide them to as a starting sp spot if any I see this come up again and again where the boundary work is critical well you know it's it's and these are these are steps in in the freedom method you know and, and i don't imagine we can get to that would actually be step four of radical responsibility and, and actually understanding law and understanding our boundaries and you know having a, a, a level of emotional intelligence as well but it starts back at, at step one which is you have to be open you have to be open to the idea that that you can change, you know, to new possibilities, new perspectives, to the idea that you can create a new identity for yourself. Mm -hmm. And at, at that, to me, doesn't matter how long you've been doing the work. It's like, if we're on this infinite journey and the work continues, which we both said that it does, that we imagine it does um, at the outset, then we've got to be open to that idea that we can continue to expand. 
In your example, sharing your origin story, would you say for you that started to be at 13, like even if you weren't conscious of that opening, like but you felt it on some level in, at that moment, or do you notice your opening moment later? No, that's that's when I really draw back to the first kind of feelings of discomfort and and you know just what is this? Who am I? Why am I here? Why do I feel like this? And and of course I I didn't know that's what was going on at the time, but that's that would be the first time that I remember asking those questions. Cool. Just wanted to paint the example since we already had it. Uh, yeah. I would love to continue on learning more about the freedom method since we have, I think, step one and step four now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so step two is is to activate through discipline practice the mind, body, spirit aspects of the self. And that's that's what I call creating the sacred self-practice, right? And so whether it's breath work or meditation or yoga or eating healthy or going to the gym, like these are all aspects and practices that we can continue to show up for ourselves to fill our cup, to feel better, to have more energy, to deal with stress better, to sleep better, to clarify and focus our minds, you know, to bring coherence to our minds. And then as we continue to show up for ourselves day in and day out, step three is to begin to operate from the new uh, cognitive, emotional and physical aspects of who we opened up to be in step one. Right. So step three becomes the embodiment, you know, and, and the things that we're doing in step two become less about doing those things that are outside of us. And it becomes more about who we actually are and how we show up in our lives. That and then, feels like the integration. Yeah. Or you said you said embodiment. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We, we begin to operate from that new level of awareness. Right. Um, and then step four is the radical self-responsibility, taking responsibility for all of our own thoughts, feelings, and actions, setting up our no trespassing signs in a loving way, um, deepening our communication. And even as I'm talking, because of the like the emotional stuff that I've been going through this past month, um, it really feels like that would be a, a really important integral piece to that. The, yeah, the emotional could be in step two or maybe step four. So that's mm -hmm. just kind of coming to you right now. But uh, it could have to happen a bit earlier to be. Yeah, it's I'm almost seeing that as like an underlayered overlay, like maybe it's actually in all the steps, too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's it's seemingly quite difficult for me to grasp. So. <laughs> oh, those, those funny parts. Yeah. <laughs> like we're going to really yeah. get this one down. Yeah, it's like, and we're going to keep it new until you get it. <laughs> um, and then the, the final step is aligning to and operating from the higher laws, right? Or the universal laws. So law of correspondence or cause and effect or polarity. It's like these laws provide all of creation with a, with a mathematical, philosophical and emotional certainty from which everything in our world comes from. But how many of us are going, okay, like today I'm actually going to work with the law of cause and effect and see how I can work with it in my life rather than it just happening, you know, without really any awareness to it. Right. So, yeah. That's big. Is that laws of the universe as per physics or just so I understand the context of the laws that you're speaking of? Like the, so the, I would say the seven hermetic principles, mm -hmm. um, beginning with the law of love and ending with the genesis principle okay this this is something that feels again obvious but overlooked what you just said i love that it's step mm -hmm. five and i just feel like there's so much there because it's it reminds me of like going upstream against the river current or going with the river current mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. by that alignment you can decide which way you're going yeah, I love that. I love that. And and a friend of mine just posted a video the other day that talked about like, are you swimming upstream trying to, you know, get to all the things? Or are you like letting go and flowing downstream to, you know, what life is supposed to be like? The distinction of those two steps in your five steps, where do you think that shift could come in if you had to pinpoint it of the going upstream versus downstream? 
I imagine it begins with with step one, like the, just the opening, the mm -hmm. opening to to the possibility. Because mm -hmm. if you're if you're not aware, you're just going to continue to swim upstream, right? So so the opening, um, step one, and then I would say a deepening would be. in between step three and four. Maybe, yeah, probably, probably step three. Because cool. I, I imagine your, your awareness and the amount of practice and commitment to yourself has started to bring a lot of things to light of mm -hmm. where you're swimming upstream and where you're flowing downstream. When you look at the world today and you think about the seven hermetic laws you're mentioning. When I look out, I I see what I perceive is to be an inversion of truth. Often. <laughs> and I'm curious when you think about those seven laws and you look out to what for some can look like an inversion of truth. Like, how are you making sense of our current physical world, these seven principles, Anything there that feels worth sharing? Firstly, I would agree with you. I, I wholeheartedly believe that we've been in an inverse reality. Things have been, and and that's why so many people, I imagine, are still caught up in in that old narrative, that old mm -hmm. program of like, hey, like you know, the the government's looking out for your best interest and the pharmaceuticals will take care of your health and, you know, just all of that stuff. Right. And, um, and a long time ago, I, I just, I don't know, just started to go in the opposite direction being like, I, this doesn't feel very like, it feels like everything that they're saying, I should do the opposite. <laughs> you know? and, and I started to, um, for the most part, it's like if you um, if you add and they're trying to kill me at the end of every sentence, then everything all of a sudden makes sense. Like that <laughs> that then feels like the inversion. Uh, but then it's like it, it makes everything makes more sense to me at least. Uh, absolutely. Continue. Sorry, I just when you said oh. that, I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> and they're trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. All that, I'm gonna add that from now on. <laughs> and they're trying to kill me. It's like all of a sudden you like get a lot smarter. Like wait someone's trying to kill me, I better be smarter. <laughs> it's like you pay attention to everything a little bit more because if Absolutely. there was a real predator, you would naturally pay attention a little bit more. You know, mm -hmm. it's like our natural instinct in those moments. Absolutely. And, you know, and question everything, you know, like uh, in um, in my book, uh, one of the first like paragraphs, I, I asked the question, do you know everything that you think you know? or have rituals and holidays and, you know, a lot of the things that you think you know about yourself and, and the world and how you fit into it, or they just passed on to you. And then you grew up and that was the way things were. And so you continued it, right? So really question everything. Uh, now back to the hermetic principles and, and uh, trust me, this is something I did. A, I did a little series uh, a few months back where I was, I was like posting the hermetic principles and asking questions and, and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm probably somewhere in between steps two and five on any, on any given basis on any given day um, to, to really fully, you know, integrate and embody um, the, the higher principles is I imagine it takes a, a lot of discipline um, and I'm so, so disciplined in some ways and in some areas and still need to, to move into that more in, in some, some other areas. Um, but I imagine when people really can move to that space that life will, life will like, you'll be more in flow in your life and and i've definitely experienced moments um when that flow is is undeniable
but it, it takes practice. It takes work. It takes, you know, integration um, and discipline to do that day in and day out until, like I said, you, you know, there'll be a point when you've just showed up and done that and thought about that and done your best to integrate that, that you just become it. Mm -hmm. Through the practice. I was listening to someone online this week and they were talking about marriage and uh, my husband and I will celebrate our four year anniversary this year. And he said, thank you. And he said, uh, it's pra marriage is practice. And I found myself laughing like it all is. And it's like the willingness, the commitment, the intention. And I had I had never heard that answer before about marriage and it felt so light and free and two people mm. like doing their best in each moment and giving each other grace to do it again and again and again. Mm -hmm. And like, I've been seeing for some reason over the past week, the pain, what it feels like is the pain of the past impressed on the present and like the weight of that and how that cycle in so many ways is set up to go on and on and on and something like a sweet memory of the past, but how that can unlock to a lot of baggage and heaviness and like longing for what was and just mm -hmm. in society, how that can be baked into the experience, the role of social media also doing that over and over and over. And it just feels like a washing machine to me. And it's like, when you get out of that cycle and then get fully into the present, like that's the practice that the practice is those moments, not the reliving of the past moments. It just felt like a very mm -hmm. clear distinction, but something about the weight of the past. And, uh, you know, I think we're seeing some of that play out worldwide and, uh, like the free, the, the freedom that's not accessible because of the weight of the past feels like mm -hmm something that's worth chewing on yeah I, I i love that and and that's um that really resonates as as my experience the the last month and and you know what's what's come forward is the concept of layers and levels mm. right like there there are layers and levels to this consciousness game i imagine right and so the way to the past is, as you put it, I see it as, you know, just a, just a deeper, more dense layer and level that I get to look at my, my shadow, you know, the, the shadow comes up from the past and, and um, brings up the past emotions that are, that are kind of cutting me off from actually still being in, in my heart and being in that loving space, but they're all there for me to, to look at, to learn from, to heal and to integrate. And I, I used to say, you know, let go of, mm -hmm. but I just, I see integration as a much more holistic approach because if I'm letting go, I'm making wrong my shadow or my emotion or my past or the stories or the things that happened to me. Right. And, and, but if I can, come to terms with them, come into acceptance of them. Doesn't mean I have to agree with everything that happened, but if I can come into acceptance of it and I can actually integrate it, then to me, that's, that's the space. That's the journey to, to wholeness, mm -hmm. you know, because the, like the yin and the yang, the light and the dark, they're, they're the fundamental aspects of the universe. So how can we get rid of the darkness or the shadow? We, we can't, we have to integrate it. And I like the, yeah, no, yeah, the, the freedom piece, like jumping off of jumping from from a place of wholeness and being able to go forth, like what is true freedom from a place of wholeness? And the only way to to be in that full wholeness is to accept every single ounce of yourself. And then there's this whole lifelong journey of like separating and distilling out the parts we don't quote unquote like when the freedom is truly and fully accessible from the wholeness it's like the diving board of like your whole self it's like wait we can't jump yet because all these things have aren't here with me yet you know and 
it's it's been interesting watching I, I don't know when I started doing this but it, I'd say it'd be over the past few years at some point and it's, it feels like more of a practice or an exercise where I just want to see things from every perspective that I can think of. <laughs> and I mm. actually, as I'm saying this out loud, I feel like that started happening all at the same time without even realizing it. So it can, that actually can feel really overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know, you, you get a lot of information from that very quickly. And for me, it opens up immediate compassion, understanding, curiosity, and like access to even shadow parts of myself I didn't even know consciously, because all of a sudden it's like, oh, whoa, like, can I see it from even that perspective? Can I see it from the mm -hmm. most messed up, fucked up perspective? Oh, I can. And I have a part of that in me too. And if we're talking about wholeness, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we're talking about freedom. This has to all be a part of it. Why do you think that can be inaccessible and uncomfortable? And impossible for some. <laughs> Imagine that it that it requires a, a level of awareness that you know, like as you were speaking, I was I was gonna invite us to go even a, a layer and level deeper. Yeah. To you know others, and and I think you really touched on it, and and maybe I'll just highlight it. Um, you know, it's like, and some people this this really may offend some people, but can we accept from a, from a level of oneness Can we accept that, you know, we were Hitler, that we are that person in front of us that's calling us a name or reflecting back to us, maybe in a way that we wouldn't do, but they're seeing something in us, something in themselves that they're calling forward in us, right? So can we accept all of it? And again, acceptance does not mean agreement. Mm -hmm. It just means because if, if there's no acceptance, then there's got to be a fourth counterforce. There's got to be something to still butt up against. But as soon as you come into acceptance, all of that, you know, what you're what you're fighting against can can actually dissolve. So can we accept that we are everything? And if we're everything, then we're the bad stuff too. Mm -hmm. And so that takes a you know a, a depth and a level and a layer of of work and awareness and understanding um that i imagine is is uh quite challenging to get to mm. and even when you get to it you know at times to be able to stay in that in the present moment when you're triggered or when something is happening to take you out of balance or take you out of that awareness and back into your emotions right and back into the past and back into the shadow for where you need to still do work to come to terms and integrate those things. That to me is, is maybe the key and what I've been having difficulty with this past <laughs> month. <laughs> well, again, thank you for your honesty. And you know, the, the oneness, like I am everything, everything is me. Yeah. Like that means everything. And that when you were talking about acceptance, it's like the non-acceptance creates the resistance. And so there's something in here. I like formulas and math. I feel like we could distill this into some kind of math formula where you can use the clues of your own resistance to see where you're not in acceptance and play around with whatever that could be there. And it sounds like probably both of us have been doing that in the past month. And uh, yeah, it's 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 an interesting time. On, on every single level and layer of it levels and layers you said that levels and layers I feel that yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep <laughs> um well I would love to hear a little bit about the breath work for you and how that's been transformational in your own journey and what you see in terms of client breakthroughs with breath work and just 
from intentional to breath work to the specific modalities that you use. You and I started with a little breathing before we dove into this. Mm -hmm. How has that been a catalyst in your journey and why is that important? It's just, it's such a powerful tool, such a powerful medicine, you know, and if we really think about it, I always ask, you know, like, it's the one thing that we can't go without, you know, like we can go without food, we can even go without water for, you know, a multitude of days, but we're not going to get very far for very long without the breath. And we've never been taught how to breathe. <laughs> like we've never really been taught a lot of things, but, you know, most people develop this short, shallow chest breathing, you know, and, and which leads to anxiety and, you know, all the things. So it's, it's like, if we can just carve out time to breathe, right. Do some deep intentional belly breathing. You know, and I've had so many people, even just in the last couple of weeks say, it's so hard for me to meditate. Can you breathe? Cause if you can breathe, you're thinking mind's going to start to quiet and you'll be in meditation. You'll bring coherence to your mind. There's all, there's so many neurophysiological benefits to the, you know, to the brain and body and the change of chemistry and the recycling of cells and the greater production of energy from the mitochondria. Like there's just, there's so many benefits. Uh, not to mention when the thinking mind quiets down and there's more coherence that, that comes over it and you can literally switch on the pineal gland and your connection to God, to source, to the unified field, it's it's no longer being blocked by the interpretation and the mental machinations, right? It's like you're able to just connect and receive and be a part of that, which you always are, but I imagine this gets in the way and you, you know, and then we perceive through the senses and it's like, no, I'm separate. We're separate. I'm not a part of it. You know, I'm I'm in the universe, but I'm it's not in me, and it's like that's the furthest thing from the truth. You know, so um, so the breath is just such a such a beautiful catalyst to take you deeper into yourself, to create a healthier mind and body connection, a deeper um, connection to the unified field. Um, you know, so it's 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 my I would say it's my favorite tool. Mm. Um, I mean. I still love the gym a lot. So mm -hmm. the gyms, yeah, gym, breath work, energy work. <laughs> it, it's funny because the breath work, it's like, we kind of have to say that though, because we're, you know, we're doing it all the time. It's well, really yeah, funny. but like, we'll you know, right it's, well, it's, it's, it's funny because, you know, I have had people and that's the response. Like, do you want to try breath work? Yeah, I do breath work every day. I'm like, do you though? <laughs> do you like come and, and we'll do a, a session. We'll see if your breath work, your regular breathing is the same as what we're just going to do. And What's there after, like after they've done it, thinking they do breath people, work. Most people are pretty, pretty mind blown. They're, yeah. you know, like, like a typical response is, I've had people tell me that they've, you know, that they've done different types of medicine work and it was just like a medicine, a medicine journey. Like mm -hmm. people see stuff and go places and, um, you know, have, have, uh, different types of physical experiences as well. So it's, it's usually quite profound for people. Yeah. A rock, one of the rocket ship options usually. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly. what you're looking for. Um, I know you're offering a complimentary breathwork session to our listeners. If you want to talk a little bit about that, I'd love to hear and them to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Every every other Tuesday, I offer uh, a free breathwork online um, via Zoom. I started it at the beginning of COVID and I've just kept it going. Um, it's, it's only about a half hour. I don't really go into the science or anything like that, but I, I, I just... You know, I, I created the space for for people to have to have the space to have a little bit of, you know, peace of mind and maybe a little bit of, of clarity for themselves if if they didn't have anything else. Um, and I just wanted to to keep it going. So so that's that's what I do every every other um, Tuesday. So I was on this Tuesday. So not next week, the week after. So I guess the awesome. second week. Of November. We'll make sure to have a good link for that. Um, yeah. 
to be able to connect that also. Um, okay, cool. And I, for anybody that hasn't done breath work, what I love that you shared, Lee, is like, and I, I'm sure it's amazing when you do share it, but the experience you're talking about, you're going to dive in and dive into the breath work versus some breath work sessions. There is usually somewhat of a extensive educational component. Then you get into the breath work. If you join Lee's, Lee's breath work, you're going to dive right into the breath work and get that experience of breath work. So that's a real treat. And thank you for continuing that. I have a sense that it's doing a lot of work out there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know, of course, I have the deeper sessions, like if you mm -hmm. want to know all the science and the physiology and, and all the stuff, I, I, I go there too. But um, yeah, not not the Tuesdays. I just I just want to give people the experience and, you know, provide that space for people. Awesome. So you've done a lot of different disciplines in your own work in terms of healing and studying, and you share a lot of different work. What of the the work that you've learned and the work that you share, you mentioned breath work being one of your favorite tools, but if you wanted the spotlight, like your top three and just talk a little bit about that, I know we're coming to a close, but I just feel like our episode could be five hours and hopefully we'll have a follow-up, but uh, yeah, you, you have a fascinating background and uh, there's just a lot there from shamans to the quantum, to plant medicine, to breath work, to fitness. Uh, if you want to just share like your top three and and maybe mm. why and like how you're seeing that affect others positively as well. Mm, absolutely. I mean, I, I start my days with meditation, then the gym, then a combination of, of breath work and, and energy work. So those would have to be my, my top three, I guess, because I, I very seldom miss a day um, or take a day off from that. Um And you know what, like, I'll, I'll, I'll just share that, again, my mind likes to, to simplify or maybe oversimplify things that for me to, to boil everything down to, you know, whether it's meditation or breath work or really doesn't matter what the, the tool is, mm -hmm. if it supports you into coming into the present moment, And stillness, to me, that's that's the goal. Because in the present moment and in stillness, I can I can remember that I'm everything. I can take my energy back. I can take my power back. I can become free in that moment. But the key, the trick, is to be able to take that pause no matter what's going on outside of you, no matter who's in front of you, no matter what the trigger is. And if you can use your tools to come more into the present moment, to me, that's where all the magic is. Amen. That feels really important. And I know that you've referenced a path, the tough month. We don't know when everybody's going to be listening to this, but if you want to piggyback off of that with any closing note, I have a sense that it will be equally as important for you and I to hear as our listeners but just any final thoughts or anything that you want to spend a little time on before we leave today uh, that you want to end your episode of the Lila Life Show with? Um, yeah, so, you know, anybody who's who's listening, no matter where you are on your journey, no matter how long or not you've been doing it, no matter if you're just getting started. Um, I do imagine it to be an infinite journey. And I imagine that we're all worthy. I'll take it kind of back to the beginning a little bit, you know, and, and so just, just realize your worth, just realize that, you know, that, um, that if it wasn't in front of you, like you're, you won't be given anything that you won't be able to handle, right? And if, if it's in front of you to do and to work on, then keep showing up for yourself, keep doing the work, you know? And again, if, if this is new, open to the idea that you can change. If you've been doing this for a long time, don't be disheartened um, that there are layers and levels and you're just being presented 
with a new layer and level so that you can upgrade and integrate and just become a, you know, that, that higher version of you. You know, I, I always say that there's, there's this highest version of us and then there's all this distortion between that version and the version that we are now. And if you can clear out the distortion, which are the obstacles or the opportunities disguised as ob obstacles, then you can get the lesson, you can get the healing and you can expand more into that highest version of you. And I imagine that's what we're here to do. So just continue to show up for yourself one day at a time, you know, and, and really process and integrate everything that you're going through. And, you know, the next steps will show up and, and before you know it, we'll, we'll be the embodiment of that highest version with, with that level of awareness that I imagine we're all, we're all um, endeavoring to, uh, to discover and embody in this lifetime. Which feels like that perfect circle back, like as you were saying that highest embodiment, like that feels like truth, you know, it's just it's like truth in that without the distortion truth, it mm -hmm. just is. Mm -hmm. And we have that accessible to us. Uh, Lee, Davey, thank you so much. I appreciate you being on the show today. Please, everyone, if you haven't taken the time, hop on with either the free breathwork session or the discovery call. There's a lot you can learn from Lee through his many different experiences on the journey. Lee, where is your favorite place to direct people to if they want to follow along with your journey and with what you're putting out there in the world? The origin.network website is is probably the best um o-r-i-g-e-n origin um and um you can follow me on instagram at, at 5d breathwork awesome thank you lee i appreciate your time and everyone will see you on the next episode of the leela life show Thanks for tuning into our show today. Please like, share, subscribe, send to a friend, give the review. And always, if you have feedback, we want to hear team at leelalife.co. Feel free to email us and follow us on social. You can reach us there. Sending you blessings as always. Much love.